You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where we discuss advanced strategies, tactics, and tips for actually selling your music. If you'd like to learn more music marketing strategies, then go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. That's musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. All right, this is John Ojaka. I'm your host and the founder of musicmarketingmanifesto.com. And today we're going to be discussing something that I think is pretty interesting. And that's niche marketing in music. And we're going to be doing that largely within an interview that I recently conducted with what I think is probably the coolest person I've ever had on the podcast. And that is the vegan black metal chef. If you're not familiar with the vegan black metal chef, uh, he is, as you would imagine, a black metal artist and a vegan chef uh, and he has combined the two in a very unexpected and very very fun way uh, which has ultimately propelled his career uh, in, in ways that he would have never expected when he sort of started out as a black metal artist and you'll hear about that in their interview and again um, what we're talking about here when I say niche marketing music is exactly that. There's this pretty well-established concept, which we've talked about uh, to some extent in the past. Largely, this is something that's come up in Insider Circle coaching calls of memory serves. But there's this concept that if you're, let's say, a singer-songwriter, obviously this could apply to any genre of music. You could be a hip-hop artist, a rock and roll artist, a singer-songwriter, whatever that might be. Um, but if you're a singer-songwriter, to use one example, and you've released an, a record and you go out and you do all those things that we as artists do to try to promote uh, our music, and you go out and try and get press or radio play or whatever it is that you're after, if you just simply go out and promote yourself as a singer-songwriter, as an independent artist, you typically become just another artist at the very bottom of a very deep stack. Uh, and as an independent artist, usually your resources are just simply not adequate enough to get you to the top of that pile. Uh, if you are hoping to get your album reviewed and you go out and have somebody pitch it to Rolling Stone magazine or you know whoever uh, you're after, it, it's going to be pretty hard if your story is the same as somebody else's story who is on you know Interscope Records and got all kinds of money and and powerful relationships behind them. However, if you find some kind of a parallel niche uh, that you can use as a platform to get coverage some kind of a niche that you can tie into your personal brand, you suddenly become one of uh, only a few, if not the only artist to come across an editor's desk. For example, with the vegan black metal chef, he is getting a ton of national press, as he'll discuss. He's been in Time, and I think, was it Newsweek? I don't know. He'll, he'll explain in the article. He's gotten a ton of press, and most of it is coming from non-musical channels. Obviously, the sort of cooking blogs and cooking channels are talking about him because it's very interesting, but because his thing is so offbeat, he's even getting coverage from all kinds of mainstream national press. And it's it's a really interesting way to go about it. And most of us, most of us as artists, if you sort of really break down your brand as an individual or as a, as a band, as a group of people, there are other things that define you uh, beyond your music. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot in music that you're not just selling music, you're selling lifestyle. Well, with the mainstream acts, that quote-unquote lifestyle tends to run very parallel to the music and to some extent be defined by the music. However, it's not the only approach you can take. Your 
quote-unquote <laughs> lifestyle can be defined by the fact that you're a vegan black male chef or a vegan chef for that matter it can be defined by the fact that you're a parent or an expatriate it can be defined by the fact that you uh, work for a rescue shelter for animals you know it can be defined by any number of things and most of us as people have some other area in which we are effectively an expert some other area uh, that is newsworthy and what that allows us to do say you were a bicycle enthusiast uh, I actually have some friends I, I believe the band is no longer playing I may be mistaken they were in a band called bicycle and uh, they were bicycle enthusiasts and they would go on tour on their bikes and uh, they did some pretty far far stretch tours I actually did one with them when we rode 500 miles playing every single night uh, along the way and it was really cool and they didn't get much press in the music circles but they got a ton of press in the bicycle um, community and magazines and publications and websites and all those things that are there to sort of uh, share cycling information w with the world and you can imagine how appealing this is to an editor of uh, a cycling blog when uh, a band a rock and roll band comes along and they're going on tour uh, via their bikes that really stands out compared to everything else that they've got coming to them that is a real story it's worth reporting on and it makes you very likely to get coverage even with such a standout story as touring on your bicycles you still we're going to have a hard time when you go to the national music press or even small music blogs for that matter because there are a lot of interesting stories and it's just a very clogged channel when you go out and try and get press and try and get coverage and, and try and get the word out about your music when you take the the traditional approach but by finding a niche that ties in with your brand as an artist again using bicycle as an example they were environmentalists uh, and the music had a quirkiness that really sort of tied into all of that and one thing supported the other supported the other and ultimately led to a lot of activity uh, surrounding the band and that band uh, in question they did uh, get a record deal and they did put out records and they did quite well for a while um, and I may be mistaken perhaps they're still touring to this day I just haven't spoken with them in a while um, and more poignantly in the case of the vegan black metal chef who we're going to be speaking with here in just a moment I think that this will inspire a lot of thought uh, for musicians who uh, if you've ever tried to get press it can be really challenging I think a lot of you are gonna relate to that um, and it might it might start some really healthy thinking about ways that you can define yourself beyond just the music and it might inspire you to start exploring some channels that you haven't been exploring in terms of getting some press so uh, as you're listening to the vegan black metal chef that's kind of a mouthful isn't it as you're listening to his story be thinking about what other areas of your life what other areas of your interests could you sort of cultivate uh, to open up new channels because remember you know he, he's he's a black metal artist and he's a serious black metal artist he has a good sense of humor about the whole thing but he's a He's a, a serious black metal artist uh, who's been doing it his entire life and really loves the genre. Uh, he's also a committed vegan and wanted to introduce the world to the idea that vegan food doesn't have to suck. <laughs> um, and so he combined the two, and now he's got a, a strong and healthy music career. He's got merch that sells far better than the average artist's merch would sell uh, because it's fun. He's, uh, I'm not sure if he's put out a, a cookbook yet. I know he's been talking about that and 
there are just an enormous amount of opportunities here for him that the average artist wouldn't have, be it black metal or otherwise. So again, I think you're really going to find this interesting. He has he has received millions of YouTube views uh, and just gotten a ton of attention nationally, and uh, I, I think you're really going to enjoy this. So I've already recorded that interview. We're going to jump over and listen now, and once that's completed, we'll come back to sign you off. So uh, here goes. Here is my interview with the vegan black metal chef. Hope you enjoy. All right, so I've got on the line with me um, possibly the coolest guest I've ever had on the call. I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, we are talking to the vegan black metal chef. Uh, uh, welcome to the call. How are you doing? Absolutely, man. It's great to be here. Um, so now, do you, do you go by, uh, uh, shall I call you Mr. Chef, or <laughs> do you have another uh, uh, name that you are known by? Well, my name is pretty is, is fairly widely published for the people that look it up. But yeah, no, I mean, no, you can just call me Brian. <laughs> Good. That's a lot less awkward than Mr. Chef. Um, so why, before you know, you've got you've got a, quite an interesting story. Um, but rather than sort of um, listening to me go off for two minutes, kind of explaining who you are and what you do, why don't you just kind of tell folks yourself? I, I discovered you recently via a YouTube video that a friend had sent me and absolutely you know, thought it was the coolest thing I'd seen in a while, shared it with everybody I could on the planet, and decided I needed to reach out with you and share your story with other musicians because it's in interesting on a, on a couple of levels. But um, why don't you just kind of give folks the, the background on who you are, what you do, and um, you know, what you're all about. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, um, uh, I guess the easiest way to explain it is, well, the, the Vegan Black Metal Chef uh, cooking show is like a cooking show on YouTube, but there's no talking in it. Uh, I write my own soundtrack to the episodes, and the lyrics to the songs are the recipes and what's gone. And it's set in like a dungeon-like kitchen and uh, in full black metal attire and everything. And uh, but basically, the, the the show kind of came about to really fundamentally answer the question: What do vegans eat? And uh, I personally, well, I've been vegan for I guess almost about 14 years now, and I feel like I eat the best food on the planet. And I'm like, man, my food's incredible, and everyone that has my food says it's incredible, and. I said, well, the world needs to know this. And so I looked into different ways to to, to teach this, and I'm like, eh, maybe I should do like a cooking show kind of thing. And then I'm like, oh, well, cooking shows are boring. And so I said, well, I'm going to make the, the cooking show that, that I wish existed. And so I uh, made the first episode, put it up on Facebook, and uh, the rest is kind of history. And you, you are a, a serious black metal artist, correct? You've been doing this for a while, and you, you play in another Yeah, band. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been playing, uh, I guess I've been playing guitar for about, um, I don't know, 11 or so years, about about 11 years, and keyboard for maybe seven, and uh, I've been recording, I guess, for about about seven years, I guess. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, this is, the music that I love and uh, and and everything about it are the things that I really like and that I'm really passionate about, and so uh, so it's just kind of a combination of all my passions. And awesome. yeah, I've got uh, I've got uh, a, a band that will be relaunching this year called Forever Dawn, but 
it'd be kind of a little different. It's sort of a, an industrial black metal project I have going on. Great, and people can check that out at what foreverdone.com. Yeah, yeah, foreverdone.com. Uh, it will be there eventually. Okay, great, great. Well, I wanted to talk to you not only because I thought that you had a great story and because, you know, I personally think what you're doing kicks kicks ass, <laughs> but I also thought that you were an amazing sure. absolutely. I also thought you were an amazing example of niche marketing in music. That's something that I've talked about a lot, but I don't see enough great examples of it and and you are that in my opinion. I don't know if that's conscious or if that's something that's kind of just come about by accident. Um, but, you know, I got to imagine as a serious black metal artist who's been doing this for a while, you, you probably never imagined that it was going to be a YouTube cooking show that was going to lead to your success. Uh, is that fair, a fair statement? Yeah, that, 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 that's, absolutely, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I, never, um, I never thought of that in a million, uh, a million right, years. Uh, so, well, until a couple of years. All right. All right. Well, um, how how much, and by the way, you know, how much of what you're doing is persona and how much is actually you? Like, uh, it's sort of difficult because the visual is such a big part of it. And obviously, wherever I'm sharing this, um, I'll share a video. And in fact, um, I'll create, a, let's see, a, a special link. Um, I'm recording this in advance, so I have to kind of make this up now. But we'll call it musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash a forward slash vegan and uh, people can find a, a link to Brian's channel and see all of his videos. But, um, you know, you are in full black metal garb and, um, you know, I, I, I hope it's fair to say you have a sense of humor about the whole thing, um, but you are giving legit cooking lessons uh, in this complete, you know, spikes and latex and white um, face paint and the goth accoutrements throughout, you know, um, uh, you know, how, how much of that is sort of show and put on, how much of it is you? I'm, I think my, well, myself and probably many listening are curious sort of where that line is um, for someone who um, I guess is a black metal artist, um, how much of it is um, sort of show and fun and how much of it is sort of really you, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, well, it, in one sense, I mean, it all, it, at a minimum, it's all at a, a facet of me. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, with this show and fun, yeah, I mean, like, uh, do, do do I wear that stuff 24-7? <laughs> of course not. I mean, it takes me hours to get into that shit. I mean, and, uh, but do I wear some aspect of it around all the time when I go out and do various things? Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of shit that I like. Right, and, right. Uh, and... So I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, everything that is done just on stage. I guess you could say is a show, but at the same time, it's kind of all a facet of me. I mean, all kind of things that I'm really into. That's my kitchen, and uh, and kind of the kitchen that I wish I always wish I had, and so I went ahead and made it. Right. And, uh, so. But that's what it looks like all the time. And uh, I mean, my computer chair, my computer chair is a giant throne. So, awesome. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all stuff that uh, that is part of my daily life. If that's what you kind of mean by it. Well, and, and the um, the shows themselves, veganism. You mentioned you've been a, a vegan for fourteen years. When you put this together, was there was the desire to sort of introduce vegan ideas uh, to people a, a, a big part of your drive to do this? 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, well, in the in the especially in the sense of the fact that, as I said, I think I eat really amazing food, uh, and every time people go, like, uh, I wish I had the recipe for this or that, or and also trying to explain what vegans eat, uh, you can't really explain it in terms of, oh yeah, I eat onions and chickpeas and cauliflower and stuff like that. You have to explain it in terms of whole meal ideas. Right. And when people people haven't even heard of the meal idea like trying hamburger or hot dog to someone who never had or never even heard of a hamburger or hot dog before. Right. And then you'll spend 20 minutes trying to get through it, and by the end they've learned one thing. I just wanted to say, well, just watch the video. There you go. <laughs> and that's that. Well, fair enough. Um, and one, you know, one more point on just kind of the overall uh, aspects of what you're doing, because I uh, heard you say it in, a, in another interview, to be honest, and I thought it was kind of funny and also actually cleared something up for me. Um, you know, can you, for everyone listening, define the difference between black metal and death metal? Because I keep wanting to say death metal, it just for some reason wants to blow off the tongue. Um, but it is not death metal, it's black metal that you do, and, and they are different. Can you can you define that for the yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're absolutely different. And, uh, yeah, I believe the, the interview that you're referring to uh, is that... Uh, Death metal sounds like Cookie Monster, and black metal sounds more like Donald Duck. Awesome! What's yeah, so awesome about that? Yeah. <laughs> What's so awesome about that is that as soon as I read that, I just started cracking up because it's kind of absolutely true. That was a really great way of, <laughs> of capturing it. Um, but um, you know, um, how how did this whole thing start? I mean, again, you're you, you mentioned that it started with this concept of wanting to address people's uh, questions about what vegans eat. But, you know, what prompted you to actually fire up that camera and start filming your black metal cooking shows? Um, again, I, I just, I think a lot of people are probably going to be curious about, I know I am that leap that goes from a serious black metal artist, something that I think at least on a perception level, most people listening probably think is, is somewhat a, on a, a you know, uh, energy level uh, opposed to veganism. One doesn't think of veganism and black metal in the same. Yeah, sure. Um, so what was that leap? What prompted you to fire up that camera and start doing this? Was it sort of have a laugh? Was it I have this, you know, did you have a vision? What what kind of, how'd that come about? Yeah, yeah, no, the, 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 the was just when I was like, well, I mean, there, there comes a certain point where if you have some passions and you have an idea, there comes a point whether either you're going to take action on it or you're not. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to do this. And I didn't even have a camera at the time. Uh, I didn't know anything about filming mm-hmm. uh, before I started. Um, in that first episode was probably the time that I poured on that camera. And uh, and I just I, I found uh, a friend that did filming stuff and got a couple little... Well, actually, really, the only tip that I that I really learned was, so I, I use an SLR, uh, well, I, I, well I, did the, I did the audio for a commercial a while back, and I saw them film the commercial with SLR cameras, and it came out amazing, and I was like, oh, wow, that's all you need for high-quality video is one of these SLR cameras, so T3i, and, uh, and the only thing I learned was that you focus it, and then you zoom in, and then you focus it again, and finish it, and it's uh, really good. <laughs> and uh, besides that, um, I did some lighting tests with some lighting, and I saw that I like candlelight the best, so I 
this film Everything by Candlelight, and uh, and the, yeah, the the leap is just. I mean, at some point you're either going to take action or you're not, and uh, and and uh, this, uh, these are all just kind of things with you. So, so I mean, you it. Uh, I, I wish it was much. I wish it was much more complicated and crazy than that. But uh, but yeah, I just uh, just combined it and. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's how mo- most art arises. And uh, did I read that these things take you quite a while to put together, right? Didn't didn't I read about two weeks per episode? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's uh, incredible. Two weeks, uh, yeah. The um, um, I mean, even quite honestly, as a musician, like uh, I'm lucky if I write a song a month for for my my main project, uh, sure. or my main project, and uh, and. With this, uh, I had to write almost two or three songs in a month, and so this is kind of my my uh, sort of test in, in speed writing, in a sense, and uh, and also you're just uh, usually I'll, I'll obsess over every little thing and obsess over every little riff and and this and that. So with, uh, when you guys just get something done, and it's also not the absolute most critical piece uh, of the puzzle. Uh, it just allows you to kind of write something and go, oh, that's that's good enough. Move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Yeah, I think quite often you hear stories. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I'm sorry? Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I, guess, I mean, because I, I do all the music myself, and so it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't have time to just sit there and obsess over every little thing. I'm just going to sure. get it going. And even then, it takes me about a... a a month or slightly more than a month to, uh, to put out an episode. Yeah, I think I think often you hear stories like that where a side project ends up becoming the success of the artist's career because they have the ability, um, because they're not taking it so seriously, they're not obsessing on every little detail, they're just being free with it and having fun, and, and often that's that's the magic ingredient that causes the, the whole thing to take off. Um, and um, speaking of taking yeah. off, you know, what's the response been? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been great so far. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, in the very beginning, it was kind of whoa, what the fuck is this? And uh, first of all, like kind of crazy viral, and then uh, and then after that, it's been kind of slowly building a uh, kind of a more steady, consistent audience that uh, is much more uh, kind of on board with the whole thing instead of just a whoa, what the hell is this? Sure. And you you received how many? Like, what's your talking points or bullet points in terms of YouTube views? I know, obviously, it's video-based, and I know you've got a whole whole crap load of views. How, how many views have you received so far? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess across all the videos, there's probably like three and a half million views, but uh, uh, newer videos get pretty consistently 20,000, 30,000 pretty quickly. Right. And then, uh, and then it kind of just kind of builds from there in a sense. Right, and you receive press from all over the place, correct? I mean, I I saw some of those examples on your site. Um, I presume there's more. Um, you've gotten quite a lot of media attention from that, am I right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Quite a bit of media attention uh, from an interview on NBC's Nightline or ABC's and uh, uh, Nightline, uh, Time Magazine, Washington Post. Uh, bunch of other newspapers in various cities that uh, I'll travel around do live cooking demos at different veg fests and things. Oh, wow. And uh, sometimes the news there will write up uh, a story on the Boston paper and something in New York and 
So, uh, but yeah, yeah. So we got a, quite quite a bit of press uh, still, just kind of churning out with it. But nothing, not like even with all the newspapers and big press things, uh, nothing affects views more than people just sharing the videos around. Right. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I have worked, you know, obviously on a lot of marketing campaigns, and I one campaign comes to mind where. Uh, the artist was going to be on, I can't remember if it was ABC or NBC, but one of those um, big uh, networks and doing uh, an interview. And I was thinking, oh, you know, and he promoted the site. And I'm thinking we're going to see a whole ton of subscribers come in. And I saw during the period that it was on, maybe three or four subscribers come in. And there's no telling if they were even from the TV show, whereas a simple Twitter tweet might bring in 500 subscribers, you know, there's just, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in terms of building that base and pulling people into your community so that you can communicate to them, whether that's social media or email lists or however you're, you're collecting that contact information. Um, there's nothing better than just doing it all online. And at least in my experience, like you're talking about, uh, no, it's, it's, that's so true. Somehow, I, I think the press helps. You know, we all want mainstream press. It helps solidify the thing that people experience online and sort of validates the fact that it's really happening out there in the world and not just on our personal computer monitor. You know, we're not the only ones that yeah. found this. Yeah, thing. It, it's great. It's great, but uh, but it only it it, it, it does not uh, not make or break much sense. Right, right. It's not translating necessarily as effectively as something like YouTube. Um, speaking of that, uh, you know, how how has this been doing in terms of sales? How are you monetizing this? So you've put all the all this hard work into a number of videos. You spend weeks doing each one. How are you making money off of this whole venture? Sure. Uh, well, a couple of different ways. Um, uh, first and foremost, I guess with uh, with Google AdSense on the uh, on the videos, like with the YouTube Partnership Program. Sure. Uh, so the commercials that play before the videos and little pay-per-click things uh, during the videos. Uh, I have merchandising uh, that uh, is on my website. I sell DVDs of the first 10 episodes in much higher quality than what I upload to YouTube. Uh, that was kind of the of it of the first season. So just kind of compiled that all into a DVD. Uh, I sell shirts and stickers and buttons and patches and things like that. Uh, they've just recently been getting into some retail locations uh, around the U.S. and, and possibly Germany soon. Awesome. Um, and otherwise, uh, sometimes I've done certain epi- uh, a few of the episodes, like the uh, the Holiday Hellrest episode was actually on Anthony Bourdain's uh, No Reservations Christopher Holiday Special thing, and that was a commissioned video, but I didn't commission away the rights. I commissioned away an exclusive or a uh, a, a license uh, so that they could use the video however they wanted, and uh, and they got to be the first people to show it. But I still like it, uh, and uh, and I've done that with another video as well for for another website. Oh, brilliant! So uh, I don't I don't like to yeah things that uh things that uh that I spend a lot of time and creativity on. I don't like to sell the rights completely away to because, quite honestly, they don't really care to own. I mean, if, if if you just let their lawyers have their way, then that's kind of their default mode of doing things. Is just oh yeah, with everything so that there's not an issue. But uh, but quite honestly, they don't really care to own it, and uh, they'd be just uh, they'd be happy enough with with uh, with a license to do anything they want with it as long as I retain still all the rights and I can do anything with it. 
Gotcha. Um, and what about an album? Did I miss that? I didn't hear you say an album. Is there? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. No. Also, I, uh, I, no, I, I released the for the episode in two different ways. Uh, one way on my website, actually, just for free, uh, or I ask for a donation if they want to give it, but it's basically for free on uh, a page. Just the music with the the vocal, uh, singing about food and recipes and stuff. And I also release the just the music without the vocals on a Bandcamp page. Gotcha. And well, yeah, what are your URLs? Why don't you give it a plug while we're talking about it? Oh yeah, sure. Well, everything could be found on veganblackmetalchef.com. Uh, if you watch any of the videos, all the uh, the URLs are, are in the descriptions of the video. Okay. Uh, like to make it easy, just go to veganblackmetalchef.com. It's all in the tabs across the top, and just see everything clearly. And if you just watch a video, if you look a little information section and uh, all the URLs are right there. Great, great. Well, one of the, you know, uh, I touched on this earlier, one of the key reasons I thought your story was so interesting and so worth sharing with um, my listeners was that, um, you know, I often talk about uh, how if an artist just simply goes out and tries to get press, let's say you're a singer-songwriter and you promote yourself as a singer-songwriter and get a, a... uh, publicist and start trying to get reviews and that kind of stuff. You're basically going up against every other songwriter on the planet and you find yourself at the bottom of a very, very deep stack and it becomes extremely difficult to get press. However, if you um, tie some kind of niche into your branding, you suddenly find yourself at the top of a very short list of potential you know, um, blogs and other forms of media to report on. Um, because sure. if you're a vegan site who's constantly talking about food and recipes, suddenly along comes some black metal artist who is teaching people about veganism that stands out. It's different, uh, you know, using uh, less um, sensational example. Let's say you're just a singer-songwriter. Even the combining of music into a niche that usually doesn't have a musical element, it makes you stand out and makes you an interesting thing to report on. And um, your chances suddenly become infinitely greater of getting press. I mean, I presume that has been the case oh, for yeah. you. Uh, have, have you, have you, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Have you gone out and, and consciously attempted to get press using um, what you're doing or uh, has it all just kind of come to you or? It's actually been my policy to, I never go out and try to hunt things, in a sense. Uh, I just, quite honestly, I I just keep doing what I'm doing, in, in my sense, that's, that's kind of my setting the bait, and, uh, and people need great content just as much as great content needs publishing. Sure. So, I mean, if uh, I, I really just kind of stick to, to focusing on I'm doing what I do and, and attempting to get better at it because, quite honestly, I mean, I, I, I've attempted to get better at the, the music and the audio production for, for each and every episode and uh, as well as the video. I mean, I'm still kind of new at, at a lot of this stuff in a sense. I mean, I've only been playing guitar even for, for about 11 years and uh, that's about enough time to to start to do something, <laughs> and uh, but in terms of audio engineering, I've been doing that for around seven or so years, and uh, and yeah, it's also uh, maybe about enough time to start to do something, so I'm always trying to just get better at what I do, and uh, just focus on making awesome content, and uh, and people, people come to it if they like it. 
Well, th that's really interesting, but you also have been in bands, I presume, not just the current band, but you've probably been in bands for a long time. I, I assume you've had some experience of trying to get notoriety for those bands. I mean, how has your experience been with this as a, you know, we'll call you a niche artist as compared to um, your more, let's call them standard black metal projects of the past? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, well, it's kind of funny, actually, with the... Uh Right before the making of this, I actually kind of went through a real low period in my life uh, where uh, a lot of things that I thought I was doing really well, I really wasn't. And a lot of things that uh, uh, the band that I had going, uh, even with the, the Forever Dawn project, uh, as it was at that time, I thought I was doing a lot of uh, a lot of neat things, but I really just had kind of a professionalism awakening, I guess you could call it and realized that what I was doing at the time was really not a professional act. Uh, I mean, uh, when, I, when, I, when I think about what, what exists a professional show for, for, for musicians out there, I mean, I look at, at billboards and things of shows that perform in, in big stadiums, not even just music shows, but just uh, you know, random Asian arts and dance shows or whatever. I mean, that's... Uh, a serious professional act that people pay serious money for. And so I'm like, well, you know, like a, to really put on an awesome show, you got to really be a serious professional act. And so I kind of sort of had that uh, awakening in my sin. And so all my efforts before were really, I would say, just uh, kind, of, kind of on a, a real sub-professional mindset, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And gotcha. so, and so, it's it's real it's 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 real difficult to do anything with that with with that mindset, and uh, no matter what you try to do. I see. Awesome. Well, um, uh, you mentioned that you don't do anything to promote the project. Uh, well, at least in terms of press, are you doing anything to promote it otherwise? Like, are you doing anything to get those YouTube videos out there? Do you engage in any kind of conscious marketing, or is it truly all just been viral? No, no, no. It's it's just organic. Uh, I, like I don't engage in any kind of conscious marketing for for this stuff. Really, just because for a long time, uh, it, if if I were to pay for advertising for different things, it just wouldn't be worth it. I mean, uh, you can't really trade money for uh, for views on a on a on a smaller scale because I mean, the numbers just don't work out. Right, right. Well, yeah, that is that is. You get penny for, for and you get you get less than a penny for a view, and you're going to probably pay more than a penny to get that view. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, that that opens up a whole can of worms. And one of the things we you know focus on with what I'm doing with Music Marketing Manifesto is developing ways to generate positive ROI for music, and we are doing it and seeing it on a fairly regular basis with artists. It's not it's not always easy, but it can happen, and certainly. Um, using traditional marketing methods, it has been nearly impossible because I think artists sort of follow suit with the major labels and engage in sort of these broad branding strategies that don't really 
funnel the traffic into any specific action and then you just inevitably lose money and, it's, and it usually makes advertising fairly impossible. Um, but there, there are um, ways that the, to, to change that and things that one, one can do. And I know you've been exploring that, correct? You, because you, I, I want to give this audience the um, correct impression. You're not, um, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, you're not opposed to the concept of marketing in any kind of way, isn't, is that? Is no, that no, 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 not at all. But, 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 yeah, no, no. The, the, the second I, uh, uh, I figure out a way to turn X number of dollars into traffic that converts into X number of more dollars, I will be advertising like crazy. <laughs> and you have and, been uh, exploring and, building yeah, I mean, niche sites and things like that? Is, that? is that sort of where you're kind of going is kind of trying to... Yeah, 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 but, but, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm about to be exploring other niche sites and also uh, ways to develop uh uh like go with a with a cookbook or, or an ebook something with the uh the forever dawn or i'm sorry something with the uh the vegan black metal chef stuff to uh figure out a way to turn a, each view into a potential real buyer of uh of 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 uh of some piece of content and oh i mean and and you now granted there are t-shirts and things like that uh up right now but a lot of those things are quite honestly low profit margin items, sure. and a low profit margin item is even something of two times the profit. Right. And uh, when, in my experience, to really market something, you need something at least about eight times the profit or so. Yeah, that is true with merch. It is really difficult. Or, the, or, just, or eight times the market. Sure. Yeah, I often think about. Um, when it comes to marketing, you know, I think about the amount of income or disposable income that my potential fan has, and it becomes difficult with things like T-shirts because it's technically an upsell. You know, you sell a CD for ten bucks and a T-shirt for, um, you know, twenty or thirty bucks, but you're making ten bucks on that on that album. Well, if it's a digital album, and you're making, you know two to seven dollars on that t-shirt depending on you know how you're doing it obviously you can make more if you're printing them in bulk but most people don't want to invest that kind of money exactly. um, and you're and you're going and spending 30 of your fans dollars that they that they could be spending on other items where you're making you know much closer to 100 percent profit um and it, yeah merch does become challenging exactly. however with what you're doing it does seem to be obvious like i i absolutely plan on buying a vegan black metal t-shirt because i just need to have one so um, there's an obvious reason i, 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 I appreciate it i appreciate it um, and then, yeah and and, and uh and, and, the, and the merch is uh, the merch has its, has its own purpose in a sense i mean it makes it, it does make uh, some money and uh, and then also, I mean, people people like it. They get to associate with the product, and they, and it's. I mean, people are paying you to advertise for you. So. Sure, sure, and, yeah, and, and liking it. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely, and I can't wait for that that cookbook to come out. That'll be awesome. So, um, speaking of which, are you an actual chef? I know you work as an audio engineer. Do you work as a chef, or have you ever worked as a chef, or is this just a passion that you've taken to? Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a pot. Chef, in a sense, uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of I, I I love to I love to eat great food, and so I realized that being vegan with that, you usually have to make it, and so it's just been uh, and I, I experiment a lot with food. Uh, I make a lot of bad dishes before I come up with one re awesome one, and then 
then I'll try to perfect that up to uh, and my my kind of standard for for these videos is that I want every food presented to be undeniably amazing uh, when the person tries it. So I mean that that's actually the thing that I take with the utmost seriousness with all the videos. Right, yeah, and I think I think that's probably something to reinforce because there is a sense of humor and so much fun in those videos that um, that one shouldn't forget that these are actually um, proven recipes that uh, food that you make and like and recommend others try. Correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, another you know reason I kind of wanted to share your story is because it you know appealed to me personally. I've been a vegetarian now for over two years. haven't haven't been able to make the the complete commitment to to veganism, but um, but had my own personal realization a few years ago that I just um, couldn't eat meat for um, for the animal's sake. Um, and I know that that you know as you touched on is a serious. Um, uh, what's the word, a uh, serious motivation behind sort of what you're doing as well. Um, and as I sort of mentioned, sure. I think veganism and black metal somehow seem to be opposing energies. Um, and, you know, you do obviously have a sense of humor about the whole thing, but but it is real for you. You know, why don't you touch on that a little bit before we kind of sign off? What Tell us more about the cause behind the madness. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, you can, you can read about... Uh about why I'm vegan and, and reasons to go vegan on my website, the veganblackmetalchef.com. There's a tab at the cross, uh, across the top to the why vegan. Uh, you'll get kind of the, the in-depth explanation. Uh, the fast answer is, is I, uh, that I tell people is that I don't believe in the of animals. Uh, and the black metal music side of it, to me, music is really, to me, music is the, the, the secret of touching someone's emotion. And music does that no matter what and and music no matter what genre it is all it is uh is, is an energy or a force or 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 that power to to move somebody or, or something and so how you use that is up to you uh i mean in various people or various bands in the black metal genre before have used it for for some means and then and others for others, but uh, but kind of how you how you use it is that you the uh, the genre in particular doesn't really matter. Uh, it matters what you're passionate about and what what you like and what you can move people with. So that's kind of the, the intertwining of the music and the and uh, and the cooking. Yeah, that's that's really well said, and something that I think we as musicians all are kind of conscious of. But at least I have not uh, thought of uh, so poignantly as you just as you just expressed it. Um, in that music really does open people up emotionally and expose and, and makes them more vulnerable to your message, presuming you have one, which you obviously do. Um, uh, you know, if it wasn't so, we wouldn't put scores behind our movies because in doing so, it helps those words that the people are using have much more impact and the same is true whether you're Bob Dylan um, trying to influence the civil rights movement or you're the vegan black metal chef um, trying to expose people to the fact that vegan cooking can uh, or vegan food can taste good so um, and they don't necessarily have to eat animals um, to get the nourishment that they're after um, that's awesome that's great stuff well uh, why don't Absolutely. you thank you yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell people how they can check out your music? Um, do you? I, I noticed, or 
I didn't notice, I should say, when I went to your site, and this is one thing that you and I are going to talk about uh, once we're <laughs> once we conclude this interview. But I know I, I when I went to your site, I didn't come across an obvious way to sign up for a mailing list. I know you were pushing Facebook, and you have quite a large Facebook following. But do you? Is there a way someone can sign up to get um, updates and check out what you're doing? Um, and while you're at it, why don't you yeah, remind give, people? Give, give, was that? Give me, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, give me a. Give me a week on that, as, as I'm just uh, discovering the flaws in my ways. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, sounds good. Well, uh, depending on when this goes out, maybe um, people maybe you already have that out, and people can check it out. But veganblackmetalchef.com. Oh, I will. I will. And if you want to, you can find everything there. And as I said, I'll also put up a special link at musicmarketingmanifesto.com uh, forward slash vegan that will link to your channel and people can check out all of your videos. And uh, depending on where you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the site, then there will most definitely be a video included in the post. So um, thanks very much, Brian, for joining us. Um, really dig what you're doing. Um, as a vegetarian, uh, there are so few times where vegetarianism really rocks. You know, uh, it's it's not it's not often presented in a cool way, and this is probably the coolest way I've ever seen it um, expressed. Um, it, it's not often that I want to put on a T-shirt that you know broadcasts my commitment to vegetarianism, um, or in you know your case, veganism. But I want your T-shirt, so you've done a great job. That's that's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. And- Hope to help usher in new age. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Uh, thanks a lot, and, and you have a great rest of your day. Cool. Thank you, too. All right. There you go. That was the vegan black metal chef. I really appreciate uh, Brian taking the time to talk to us. I think there was some really interesting stuff there. Uh, you could see how far he was able to go with very little effort in terms of conscious marketing and one can only imagine what can be done when he does really go out and start applying um, you know so, some marketing strategy to that I mean he's already doing well and I think uh, I think we'll be hearing a lot more from him particularly if you uh, are paying attention to to the, either the black metal or the vegan uh, space so if you want to find out more about the vegan black metal chef you can go to vegan black metal chef.com again vegan black metal chef.com I encourage you to do so uh, if, if you dig what he's doing because, uh, again, great guy, and he's got uh, some, some really cool videos and some cool merch as well. I know I plan to pick up a shirt because uh, I want my own vegan black metal chef shirt. Uh, you can also check out his YouTube channel. I'll link to it via the, the main post that I'm going to put up on musicmarketingmanifesto.com. You can find it if you go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash vegan. Again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash vegan. Uh, speaking of musicmarketingmanifesto.com, before we sign off, I just want to remind you that if you are a musician, if you're looking to further your career and learn a fundamental marketing strategy that is that is designed to actually get you results, because I know we're all familiar with that process. You know, you go and spend tens of thousands of dollars and many years of your life writing and recording and ultimately releasing a record only to sell a few copies to friends and family and sort of sit there with your head in your hands wondering uh, if you can even go on because it is just so damn hard to sell music if you do what most musicians are doing and, and just copy uh, the major label strategy uh, which just really doesn't work for independent artists when you uh, have a limited budget to work with we just can't accomplish the same 
sort of branding success that the major labels can when they spend hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. Uh, fortunately, there, there are strategies that do work, and uh, that is what I'm striving to teach over at musicmarketingmanifesto.com. So if you head on over there, uh, you can sign up for a free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint, and in, in that uh, presentation, it's a video presentation, I kind of go over this basic strategy with you and, and share what's been working for me. So uh, you could do that. I've also got uh, a, a couple of different um, courses and products and things like that out there. I've got Music Marketing Manifesto uh, 2.0 is the current release. As uh, By the time most of you are listening to this, 3.0 will will be released. That's currently scheduled for mid-October uh, 2013. Very excited about that release. It's really going to take the training that you would have found in 2.0 to the next level. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Very excited to share it with you guys. So you can check that out. And for those who uh, really want to kick things up a notch, I've also got the Music Marketing Insider Circle, which is a private mastermind community of musicians who want to engage with one another in a private forum where we can talk about marketing and not worry about it sort of bleeding uh, into our public personas and profiles. Uh, and where you get regular monthly training lessons, coaching calls, and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So you can check out any one of those. Um, again, John Ojaka here, musicmarketingmanifesto.com. Thanks very much for taking the time to listen. Uh, connect with me over on the site and Facebook and Twitter and all those things that we do these days. And be sure to subscribe to the newsletter uh, because we'll have more podcast episodes and video training lessons and all kinds of stuff coming your way. So that's it. Thanks very much. Take care.